Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 129. I'm your host, Kamran Shishtar, and with me is... James Selig. It's a, it's a nice, nice rainy Sunday on December 12th today, and uh, yeah, it's just really wet. Yeah, as usual, my watch lied to me and said, it'll be drizzle, like a light rain for 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, I can go out and like brave the rain or like a light rain for 20 minutes to go like get food. And then it just like didn't stop raining and it kept getting worse. And, I, and by the time, by the time I got home, I was like, I need to take my pants off. They're all wet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and every time, every time it's like going to rain, my watch like lies to me and says like, Oh, it's, it's only like a 20% chance. And it's like a deluge. Oh man. That sounds like a fun time. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't made like, made like a quick run to Walgreens. I uh, just had to pick up some cards it's uh there's a couple of big birthdays today man uh one of our up to a down to a host's birthday miles dill just turned 27 so happy birthday to miles yeah, and birthday. then uh my grandpa turns 101 years old today oh damn yeah that's uh yeah so that happens too uh so i'm going to dinner later today for that so that'll be great wish him a happy birthday will do i actually took some firewood to him yesterday also because they just like burn through wood like no tomorrow sometimes but yeah yeah it's getting cold time. though it is. It's getting. It's getting a little bit. Chill. It was. Uh, it's been below like forty degrees a couple Dude, days now. When I went to work in Concord, the, like last week, uh, like one of the days, it was in like the mid thirties, and I was just like, "Holy shit! No wonder it's cold." Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yesterday I actually talked to an awesome artist, Attack Peter, or at least that's his handle. It's like Peter. Uh, is a, he does like these crazy uh, prints for like Mondo and Skybound and stuff. So I got to talk to him a bit about our show and uh potentially just getting some motivation to do some uh some potential changes that we'll i think we'll talk about closer to like i think our final episode of the year we'll talk about it so uh, i'll just say that um uh watch out and i won't say anything more than that that's about it uh but today we got a few different things. So I guess news-wise, it's not really like big news, but I mean, like, it's not like eh, news. It's, it's not a lot of news, but it's big news. Yeah, it's, I guess. Yeah, it's big. It's the Game Awards. Uh, the Game Awards happened. So we're not really going to talk about the awards themselves, of course. Uh, there just were a the, few. Yeah, they were. We're going to talk about the reveals that were shown, like all the world premieres, all the trailers. Uh, only the ones we really care about. So we'll probably skip over some as we go through the list. Uh afterwards we'll talk about the show itself more like just how we if we liked the show or didn't like the show what it did right and wrong uh from there we'll get into the disney stuff because we did say this would be like kind of like the disney catch-up episode where we went and watched uh raya and the last dragon the cruella live action movie with emma stone the pixar movie luca and the jungle cruise movie with the rock and emily blunt so we're going to go through all those. I actually made sure to... I'm trying to improve on, like, talking about all this stuff, so I actually took notes on a lot of these guys, but uh, we'll be going through all of that this week. And then, of course, uh, if you guys don't know yet, next week will be our big old Halo Infinite episode, and potentially we'll have a guest or two. We'll see what happens, but uh, we should have uh, potentially at least one person with us talking about Mainly the campaign, but we'll talk about the multiplayer as well and some other stuff. But that is coming next week, so that'll be fun. With that said, are you ready to uh, 
Well, actually, sorry guys, if you if you, this is your first time watch, listening to this, uh, this is Sutra Side Talk. Every week we talk about uh, what we've watched and played, and usually a couple pieces of news here and there. Uh, and with that said, let's dive right into it. Right. So, we got a lot of uh, reveals here at the Game Awards, some bigger than others. I would say, honestly, they kind of knocked out all the big stuff first, and then from there, kind of, it just got kind of whatever, personally, but... Uh, let's start with the if i'm gonna be honest i when it was going on i was like still at work slash like driving home from work so i did not watch the show itself i just like saw the trailers saw the trailers and and looked up what who won what okay so first off hellblade 2 senua's saga we got some gameplay an actual gameplay trailer which i think was probably one of the only gameplay trailers in the whole fucking show this thing probably got me the most hyped for the night just because like i i mean we talked about it uh the senuous uh, sacrifice back when i played it and then ba- again when you played it and it is it, like it very quickly became one of my favorite games of all time just because i think it's so artistically beautiful oh, yeah. and it, like so i am absolutely hyped for uh, senuous saga and seeing like six minutes of gameplay of it just being like her trying to slay this giant which kind of looks like it's made of rock and it's like also pleading for her to help it and like at the end when she's like i know you i'm just like wait who is it though i need to know more yeah no it's uh it's gonna be very interesting the fact that you know in the first game you're running pretty much solo the whole time besides all the voices in your head and now all of a sudden you have like She's what like leading like, what looks like the Norsemen or something. The, no, the, the the Celtics. Oh, is that who it is? Okay. Yeah. So she's leading her people. And I don't know if it's like, because I, I, I can't remember if her like clan or tribe, her village was like yeah. destroyed. Her village know, was like, like slaughtered. Yeah. So I don't know who these people are, if they're just remnants from others or what. But, you know, she has a following. And even with her uh, own like mental hurdles that she has to jump through uh there's all these people still following her and that's very very interesting and you can tell like they're all basically a bunch of them die and like they're dying yeah like horribly like one dude gets like smashed like one of the first people you see uh die just like runs through the smoke on fire i I literally was just like oh my god that this looks horrifying so it's gonna be very interesting and it's like even then, like, they're like, oh, look out, it's a giant. And it's funny, because the giant's not even, like, some, like, strong-ass, like, apex Dude, giant. This dude's, like, up. crawling in pain, and I'm like, like oh. It looks like its jaw is, like, half-ripped off. Yeah, and it, it's kind of horrifying, too, thinking, like, they're, they're going through this much, tr- this much trouble just to fight a giant that looks like it's on death's door already. Yeah. Compared yeah. to, like, yo, what, what if this thing was, like, in tip-top shape? <laughs> is that then impossible, or what? Yeah. Like I am, like I said already, I uh, I could not be more hyped for this game, and I will get, I will play it as soon as it comes out. It's one of those games where, like, if I'm already playing something at the time, it's gonna go on the back burner because I need to play that game. I think this is probably the best thing we saw uh, at the Game Awards, honestly. Possibly. Just because, like I said, they did the the golden thing. They actually showed gameplay, which is something that uh, have made the the hyping of games or trailers for things be lesser than what they should be just yeah. because when you're not showing gameplay you're just kind of 
going like, oh, it's coming. Like, there's certain games, I feel like, that have been shown non-gameplay trailers. And it's like, they do it almost every year practically now for some of them. Dude, there was Where a... it's been like, one game will be like, it'll do that for like two or three years. And it's it's it, that game is now a joke to me when I think about it. There was a trailer for a Dune game that they announced. And I was like, this trailer tells me nothing. And it's just a bad trailer. Spice was. Yeah, and like that I didn't was even pass was. like they said it was a 4x strategy game, and I was I didn't even know what that is. <laughs> Apparently, it's like a Civ type game, so, eh. Yeah, it's it it. I don't know. Yeah, they're some of these were just weird, and I guess now that you said that, we don't have to talk about Dune Spice Wars. Yeah, then, right? <laughs> I, I know I was jumping ahead a bit, but I was yeah. just like, this is a perfect example of like the opposite of the Senua thing, where it's like shows you nothing and gets you not interested at all for me at least. Yeah. The next one, which was pretty much just cinematic, I will say at least, like, did hype things up just because of everything it's showing in terms of scale and how much shit is going on with it. The Star Wars Eclipse trailer. Yeah. Which was literally insane looking. And, Set in the uh, High Republic, apparently. Yes, it's the High Republic. And it's a very it's the newest uh era of star wars that's been created uh for those that don't know actually I'm, that'll probably be one of the next tiktok videos uh for the podcast i do will be just explaining this but the high republic is only been shown in comics and novels so far and this is the first of like visual media we're getting is this game like there's not even a movie or show yet but there's like expectations that we'll probably be getting both sooner rather than later and the whole thing with it is uh, this is an era with zero Sith. Mm, so interesting. it's set after the Old Republic, but before Phantom Menace. So it's like, you know, all the Sith and Old Republic are dealt with. Uh, the Phantom Menace hasn't happened yet. So this is like, I'm pretty sure it's pre-Palpatine. So you don't have to worry about him or I guess like Darth Plague is the wise. Uh, unless he's around somewhere, maybe hiding. But it's just like all this new, it's like, oh, we're exploring new frontiers. There's different enemies now that aren't Jedi and all this shit. And you're looking through it all and you're seeing like what looks like pretty much utopias on planets. Like they're like at economical peaks for a lot of places. Uh, you see Jedi fighting. I don't know if they're training or not. Uh, they keep showing like um, close-ups on specific people. Like yeah. dude that looks like Nuke Gunray that's like, Oh, we should not have made this deal. Now are the two of them. Like that guy. Uh, they had what looked like a female Jedi at one point. They show what looks like kind of Trade Federation style. Yeah, I was very confused. I thought this was set during the Clone Wars at first. So what I'm thinking is it is like the tra- maybe not necessarily the full Trade Federation, but something along those lines are doing some form of war. Right. with some other planet or something so you see some form some, some form of fight around that which makes sense because it is close to the phantom menace era like you see yoda in the jedi council chamber he is around at this point uh and then you see all the drummers and yeah. this is where i think the enemy comes in or at least the main antagonist of what this game will be yes yeah, so uh sorry there's a bit of a uh stop there for a second but what i was saying was the drummers in the trailer for star wars eclipse you know you notice they're a specific new type of alien yeah i was wondering if that species was like something we've seen before because it looks new to me it 
seems pretty new. Uh, I've only seen that one other place, and that's in Prometheus, honestly. Um, so, it does it does kind of look like those guys, except yeah. they had weird noses, though, these guys. Yes, very much so. But the interesting here, thing here is, uh, to me, this is what the primary antagonist is going to be. Because you see some character Could coming be. out of the... Well, it looks like tar or mud or something. Yeah. Kind of like this Orkai breeding pits in uh, It looked like they fellowship. were summoning someone. Yeah. So you see him coming out, and I, like I said, I honestly think that's going to be the antagonist of the game. But we'll the see who we... Sith. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, yeah, exactly. No. Uh, I'm very curious who we're going to play as, though. Um, assuming it could be a Jedi. But then again, this is... The interesting thing here is Quantic Dream yeah, is making so... this. It might be a lot more cinematic and just like you choose where the like which path the story goes down and it's yeah. not like an RPG or or anything. It's not definitely not going to be like Kotor. It's hard to say what like what's because you can't show that scale of events in the cinematics and then go this is going to be a very like smaller base type of game yeah. where you're like walking around doing shit like that. That doesn't really work. But it's hard to say how this is going to go because it is Quantic Dream. These are the guys that did Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit Become Human. And Mm -hmm. those games are not examples of, you know, what you're going to be looking for after seeing the cinematic, pretty much. Yeah, it's basically just like a choose-your-own-adventure book type thing. Yeah. Movie. And it's hard to say exactly how this is going to go because, you know, Heavy Rain, you play as four people. Beyond Two Souls, you play as one person. Uh, Detroit Become Human, you play as three characters, I want to say. So, yep. I'm assuming for this game, you're going to be playing as multiple characters. I don't know how many, but I also don't know, like, what the style of gameplay is going to be. Because it, it, I would assume it's still going to be narrative-driven to a certain extent, Like, but I, I do think that they need to put in a lot more than you would see, at least even in Detroit. Like, you want more interaction. You're seeing dope jedi fights like that you're seeing like the the battles in space and imagine you see that and then you get a game where that is not possible you you don't necessarily want something like that right Mm. yeah that's true i could see it be something like you choose like what you want to your forces to do during the battle and then you see it play out based off of how you like the um I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Like the options that you have yeah. available to you. Like you, you get to see like if you choose to go in with like an aerial assault versus a ground assault, like how does it play out? Like I could see something like that happen in there, like usual game style, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, a lot of people aren't like super into that kind of game anymore. I, I personally always enjoy them just cause I, I like a good story. So yeah. I've never really had a problem with any of those. And same with the Telltale games. It's just, I wish the engines worked better on those, but we'll talk about one of those later. Yeah. Oh yeah. We have to. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, But I'm excited just because it's a different Star Wars we haven't gotten before. Yeah. And it's an era we haven't actually seen only read Uh, unless you count the comics. Then I guess you sort of did see it, but yeah. Yeah, and I haven't touched any of that stuff yet. This would be, it, it's just reminding me, like, I do want to get into those books and stuff, but I'm still more like, well, I'd rather just read all the legend stuff from before to the Disney yeah. Star Wars, which I bought a bunch of audiobooks for that, so. Uh, Dude, I should get into those audiobooks to listen to on my ride uh, to work. It's like, I have 
up to two hours of driving a day, like usually 45 ish minutes to work and maybe like a little over an hour after uh, like back home to from work. Yeah. So I could get through those audiobooks like at a pretty good clip, I think. Okay. Uh, Next up, (laughs) the well, actually, I guess we should hit it first uh, because it was in the pre-show. The um, the Expanse Telltale game. Yeah, it's really funny because Daniel, he was like, I told him about this. He was like, I thought Telltale wasn't a thing anymore. And I explained to him that someone bought the rights to the the name of the studio and made a new studio. Yeah, it just like basically remade it again. But I but he gets I like really it's split in half where like the walking dead properties are with skybound now which like the the final season was made oh, by that's so or like weird. the last two chapters of the final season was done by skybound's own like that's game right. devs uh whereas yeah. i believe they only have rights to currently wolf among us and yeah. i don't actually know which rights they still have now for the new studio i don't think they have much of anything at this point that's a good question but like the expanse though it's just like it's such a a good idea for a game of their style because again it's they are at least the old telltale studio which if they're trying to go for the same style and stuff they are very good at those choose your own adventure type games and the expanse is a perfect uh ip to to do that in i think i wouldn't like, i haven't watched the show yet so i have no idea um you don't have to so, i i would just assume like it's everyone seemed hyped about it so it's just like it's a near future thing where like we've started to colonize the rest of our solar system and like mine the asteroid belt, but we don't have engines good enough to get to like the nearest star in any, in within our lifetime or anything. So, and there's a lot of, at least in the books in the main show, there's a lot of like critical decision moments where like the main character Holden just like makes really snap rash decisions, which have massive, uh, like implications for the rest of the the solar system and it seems like from the trailer you're not playing as any of the main characters that are established in the books or the show which i think is actually perfect because that means they could do like their own little side story within this world that i already find just like the general setting super interesting i think this is a perfect uh idea for a telltale game okay i'm very excited because it's two things i love smashed together all right i got you uh then going back to like the regular list because that was like i said that was in the pre-show uh yeah that was the first thing i saw and i I was just like whoa no way uh next up wonder woman uh from monolith so tim gettys kept saying like it's a monolith game so you know what it is i can't remember what monolith is known for okay so yeah i I, that's why i didn't watch anyone i don't give a shit about what other people are saying at this point of it like i just kind of stay away from it just so i can keep yeah. my opinions clear on it but like i know the name i just yeah no i could let me get through it so monolith uh did the fear trilogy afterwards ah. they did both of the middle earth games so they were the ah. ones that created the nemesis system that you okay. see in like shadow of mordor shadow of war and then like you know shadow of mordor was cool and then shadow of war they got some really stupid um microtransactions in to basically yeah. beat the game and then also uh it gets very grindy and they got into a lot of fanfic there at the end of it. And you're just kind of like, oh, this is, I don't, know, I don't know about this. Like Shadow of War, I didn't like. Shadow of Mordor, I did. Um, this game, I think, could be really cool. If you listen to the trailer, uh, it is being narrated by Hippolyta, uh, Diana's mom. Hmm. And she is oh, basically yeah. telling her to come back to the mascara where it sounds like they're in trouble 
So you're going Ooh. back to the Amazon homeland, and I'm imagining, you know, open world. Uh, you're That's gonna have different really factions. Yeah, like because yeah. that was one of the great things about uh, Batman Arkham. The was the first game just called Batman Arkham? Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Well, weird. Uh, it's been so long. Because, uh, like, they they basically just, like, took the small island and made it, like, a whole area to play through. Yeah. And, I mean, there were some linear bits, but you basically had free run of the island. And, like, that was, the idea of limiting the game world in a Wonder Woman game to Themyscira is a perfect idea. Because they could do, like, a... Like, it doesn't have to be a massive island, but it could be, like, really fleshed out and, like, dense with stuff to do and just... I am. I've never been the biggest Wonder Woman fan. I've never read any of her comics. I think like the version of her in the um, Snyder films is really fun and really cool. But like, just the idea of what that character can do physically, and especially the things she could do with like the lasso. Like, I think that a Wonder Woman game could be super super fun to play. I. I'm thinking this could be really good. I have read Wonder Woman comics before, and I've seen, you know, the movie. I've really enjoyed her in the animated series and stuff. I see a lot of potential in this because it can pretty much be, like, full-on action-adventure open world. And, like, think of, like, pretty much, I would say the combat could be very similar to that of God of War. They could make it that very yeah. successfully because you'll have mm-hmm. your sword, shield, lasso. And when you feel listen carefully, you know, she's saying like unite old enemies because it sounds like something new is there. Ooh. And so you're thinking, oh, that means like maybe there's a splinter group of the Amazons, which currently in comics, there's three different nations of Amazons, not For even real? in the Mascara. Yeah, there's the, the Mascara, there's the Band of McDowell, which is like, more in like the Eastern Europe, Middle Eastern area, I think. Uh, then there's like the, this new one that was just created in the actual Amazon rainforest. Uh, I forget what they're called. But oh, interesting. Uh, oh, is that where the the new Wonder Woman character came from? No, she's from Idaho or Iowa. Uh, but Real? yeah, she she originates <laughs> from there. But oh, okay. she was like raised in America. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's like returning there. It's a it's a whole thing. But uh. You, you can definitely see, like, all the cool stuff they can do, whether it's, like, oh, there's a splinter faction of Amazons. There could be old mythological creatures that are a faction. Like, I mean, there's, like, uh, what's this? Ferdinand the Minotaur and stuff that's usually an ally to Wonder Woman. So you could have that. Uh, there's potentially, like, forces of other gods, because you could probably have the gods in the game, like Apollo, uh, Artemis. Dude, and what if they literally do what they did in God of War 1 where you just get your different magic powers from the different gods? I mean, they could do that. There's there's all these different gods and in different iterations, they'll have them as allies or enemies. Like in recent comics, Hera has been an enemy to them for a while. But also she has her own rogues gallery. There's Giganta, Dr. Psycho, um, Veronica Kale, Cheetah. Um, there's more than that. There's actually plenty more, but those are like the, I guess you'd say like the bigger ones. So it's hard to say like who would be in it and whatnot. And right. exactly like if this is going to the mascara, like it could be much more mythological themed for sure. Um, I, I see a lot that can happen with this. I'm assuming soonest we're going to see this is probably 2023 um, in the fall. That's the absolute soonest, just because we're still waiting on fucking uh, Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, oh, which are yeah. both coming well, out in 2022. Except those are both being done by different studios, so yeah. I, I, I don't know. It it's also goes to, like, 
when you think about it, I guess um, Shadow of War came out in what, 2018, I want to say? Mm. And that would then mean it's been what three or four years now the they've been i would say they've been developing this game probably for three years now so i would imagine this is probably a four to five year development phase for this game yeah shadow of war came out in 2017 apparently 2017 okay so they've had four years already so i think 2023 then would be the year because they don't also want to overpopulate 2022 with three dc games in one year so i am I'm betting it's going to be 2023. Uh, yeah, putting it putting the stamp there now. My my claim of the year. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Alan Wake Two, which comes in 2023, and it was an interesting trailer. I still have to play the first game and its DLC yeah. and whatnot, but it did sound like it's going to be different. Uh, at least the developer was emphasizing that like in the previous game it was much more horror oriented horror oriented i don't know i'm like not enunciating correctly this time but for the new one uh they're gonna have a lot more survival elements in it uh interesting because the first game it was definitely like an action horror thing because like it was creepy but it had like it was mostly a third person shooter i guess yeah, so it sounds uh, like they're switching action for survival in this. Yeah, in this, this case. is like one of the only trailers that I didn't actually bother to watch because I, I feel like I'm one of the few people that just Alan Wake did not do it for me. I I thought it, the story didn't make much sense when mm. you get to like the twist towards the middle, and I was just like, but why though? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Chris absolutely loves it, so he's super excited for uh, for uh, more Alan Wake. I know they've been teasing it for a while. Like there was a lot of Alan Wake uh, teaser stuff in Control, and yeah. I thought that that was cool. And I don't know. I, I think it had its own cult following, and also at this point, it's been gone so long that it created anything that is occurring with it. Even people that may not have been like part of that cult following are more excited now because it's some franchise being brought back. That's possible. Like, even though I wasn't super jazzed on the first one, I'll still probably give the Alan Wake 2 a shot when it comes out. Just just because I'm interested. Like, they did leave off the second, the first one with some interesting cliffhangers that I wanted to see resolved. And it's just crazy that it's taken this long for them to get to the second one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds like the, it's their dream game they've been wanting to make for a while. So it's, it's happening. Interesting. Uh, there was a trailer for the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I have nothing to say about that. I didn't watch the first one. I don't think I want to, but that's just because I don't care about Sonic. <laughs> Wait, you didn't see the first one? No, I didn't oh. care. <laughs> it it was a fun movie. It wasn't like amazing, but I don't know. I actually got a little bit hyped when uh, <laughs> when they showed, I'm guessing, the Master Emerald because it looked too big to be just a regular Chaos Emerald. And then when Knuckles showed up, I was yeah. just like, Oh my God, Knuckles! Yes, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, "Wait, but that's Idris Elba vo- uh, voicing him, and it doesn't sound like Idris Elba at all. It's so weird." Yeah, I, I could hear his voice a bit in there, but like, I, like I said, I just like if I try I, really hard, but yeah, for sure. Uh, there was also, uh, Tails is gonna be in it. <laughs> yep, it once again does nothing for me. But uh, Horizon 2 Forbidden West, uh, I did say, I was I was saying, like, watch, Sony's going to show us something for Horizon 2 since it's the next game coming out. Or maybe God of War, because I feel like it won't, uh, by the time it comes out, it's going to be before 
their next big like showcase, which they've already shown it multiple times. We don't need to see it at their showcase yeah. again. And we got Horizon. And so, yeah. For me, I like I think I said in a previous episode when they showed off like Horizon last time, wherever it was, I was like, I'm already super hyped for this. I can't get any more hyped, so they don't really need to show me anymore. This like one or two minute trailer got somehow got me even more hyped because they just showed you like a bunch of different types of uh, machine creatures that are going to be in this game. And when they got to that giant snake thing, I was just like, oh, my God, it looks so cool. Huh? Okay, I'm 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 somehow more hyped now. Yeah, no, I was I was very excited for the cobra, and we got to see a little bit more of the snapping turtle and stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I I'm really excited for this game. It's just hard. I've said it before. Like it, it's hard to be totally excited when it's like two days before Witch Queen. Oh my god! Like you're right. I mean, it's all it's in the worst month. Everything is in the worst month right now. February is yeah, just a February, shit month of games. February is simultaneously the best and the worst game uh, month for games because it's like you're getting so many good things, but at the same time you're like, I don't have infinite time though. I'll put it this way: if time allows for it, I will play probably Horizon Two two days straight and just like go into it. I'm not gonna do like 24 hour marathons, but like I'll just like play it on like normal and just do a playthrough to do it and just get it done just so i can then come back again do like new game plus or something and just like do everything i missed and all the like more side stuff maybe watch that it's like a two a 200 hour game and he just physically couldn't do it in two yeah it'll be like oh fuck (laughs) so it's hard to say because honestly those are probably the two big games i'm getting i know a lot of people are excited for a bunch of other games coming that month i mean like saints row bounced out of there they moved to august instead which is a smart move on their part yeah definitely smart um elden ring is happening but like i said that's Uh, an easy pass for me an incredibly easy pass really yeah whose name is on it oh right i keep forgetting about that yeah it's a george r R. martin game thank you no thank you i'm good uh so that's an easy pass uh and then there's some other games i already forgot their names but there's more games it is for sure a bunch of other games there and it's gonna be a crazy month so good times for everyone uh okay her not really uh, final fantasy 7 remake and the integrator coming to epic and not yeah. steam i don't think really? it's on, yeah it's, it said coming to epic so i'm assuming it's not coming to steam i just i i saw that it's coming to pc and i was just like oh that's cool that's it's finally not exclusive to playstation because chris has been wanting to play this for a long time and it's literally just been on playstation since it came out yeah. so he was like at this point kind of losing hope that it would come to pc but it's really weird that it's like exclusive to epic i guess it, it's not that weird epic has been trying to buy up as they got the money to pay again. for exclusivity at least yeah. for that platform yeah uh the witch queen got a live action trailer i think or somewhat live action it, what it sounds like is that it covers the first you see parts of the first mission of the game mm. that like when you first get introduced to the uh, lucent brood so that's gonna be interesting uh there's not really much to say all that we got was you hear ikora and you hear eris morn as well uh talking it's so interesting that even after all this time i still don't quite trust eris i i trust her i mean that's because you saw the dark future shit but we, we're that's not getting true. into that we're not getting into that oh yeah right. yeah god that was so interesting yeah she, like she what did i just say what did i just say 
I said we're yeah. not getting into that. We're not okay, talking about that. Okay, fine. Yeah, that could be a long conversation. Oh my god, I, kn- I know you. We're not doing that. Uh, the trailer is cool, but it's live action. There's not much to say. It's like really, we're just waiting for it to come out. We got like two more months about, uh, and I would want to do a dawning. I mean, uh, like a, a Destiny update right now, but I feel like we should wait just because uh, we probably won't have time. We're still getting through this list here. Yeah. Uh, next game, Slitterhead. This is from Boki Games Studio. Um, I forget what his name is, but this is the guy that created Silent Hill and uh, Siren, the Siren oh, series. Oh, I missed this trailer. Yeah, it's uh, it looks pretty insane. Uh, the people in it turn into like these monsters. Like at first they're like normal, and then all of a sudden their mouths turn into like these fucking like Dude, fleshy slitterhead. 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 Yeah, S L I T T E R head. Uh, it's from Bokeh Game Studio, which is the studio he created, and this is the first game they're making since he split pretty much from like all the big properties he's done before. And I actually was keeping an eye on the studio just because it sounded like it was going to be interesting with this creator. And I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. But I want to say his last name is Toyama, but uh, it looks pretty freaky in a good way, and I'm down for it. So, uh, Kichiro Toyama. Yes. Sorry, I had to drink some water there. I feel my throat drying up a bit. Uh, yeah, pumped for it. I think this will be cool. I actually oh, wasn't really yeah. a player of the Silent Hill games or Siren or anything, so it's like something I want to go back to eventually. Uh, I have enough franchises I want to go back to, so I'm like, that one's more on the the back back burner. It's actually not on the burner. It's in a cabinet somewhere that it's I'll put so on the burner eventually. It's so hard to recommend Silent Hill to people because it's like half of it is amazing fantastic uh survival horror and the re- the other half is just like not good because it's it's a it's supposed to be like a very hit or miss series right it, it very much is okay but you know this is a fresh start and if anything you could jump onto that knowing you don't have to look at the other stuff just because it's a new ip so there's a plus there and kind of what i'm looking at too uh there was a game from former bioware devs i believe uh that created a studio called inflection the game is called nightingale um I got nothing on this one. Yeah, same. Cool. Uh, Somerville from Jumpship. Did you care about that one or no? I I can't remember if I watched this trailer or not. So probably not. No. Okay. Cuphead DLC is finally coming. Uh, they showed a bit of it and it's coming uh, June 30th of next year. Oh, wow. So it's still a ways off. Yeah, they, but it's I actually, been... there's a release date. I mean, there's an actual yeah, release date finally. That's the I mean, thing. This, they, this thing been has working... been coming for years, hasn't it? Yeah, they've been working on this. Uh, I think it's called the Delicious Last Course. Yes, uh, for... and it brings in um, what, what's the female character's name? Um, oh god, I think she's like a mug or something. I I can't. Remember. I thought Mugman was mug. No, you're right. There's a mug. Uh, yeah, what? What was she? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's it's fine. So it can't be a cup. It can't be a mug. I just, it doesn't matter. Figure, it could be but, like a tea cup. But it, I don't fucking know. It's something like that. Like, I know they gave her, like, a specific name, and I thought it was clever, but it's been so long, I, j- I just can't remember. But uh, I never played Cuphead. I was really? turned off. I've, I, I really appreciate the art style. It, it is fantastic, but just everyone saying that it is brutally hard to it being frustrating much of the time. It's just at the time, that wasn't what I was looking for. So I I skipped it and I would like to play the it. Tesla, I believe. That's true. Yeah. Another reason to buy a Tesla. I mean, there's you could buy other cars, but yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Uh 
Um, but but yeah, like I I it's definitely on my list of games to play someday. Just because I really want to support the developers. I think they they put so much love and work into their their game, and to see that they're doing just as much care and attention to the DLC is really cool. Yeah, and yeah, I I haven't played Cuphead yet, but I do want to. It's one of those things that wasn't like on my. Uh, like, oh, this is a game I need to buy and play immediately. But it's like one of those things where when I get through my annoying backlogs, uh, yeah. it's something I'll get to. Or maybe, you know, maybe if I get a chance, I'll, I'll try to play it right before the DLC comes I can't out. I remember if, if it's on Game Pass or not. It was. I don't know if it still is. But it's yeah. on Switch. It's on PlayStation now. I think, like, PlayStation was its newest release. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Frontiers is coming holiday 2022. Once again, Sonic, don't care. Yeah, I missed this trailer, but... I don't know. I I've been off of the Sonic series for a while, so it does it doesn't really do anything for me. Okay. Personally. Uh, the, there was a trailer for the Nightmare Alley movie from Guillermo del Toro, and then with it, Hideo Kojima said he'll be at the awards next year, and I can assume why he'd be at the awards next year. So two things: one, the Nightmare Alley trailer looks good, and it also reminded me I never watched Antlers, which I am annoyed about now, and I really really want to see that movie. But uh, I am actually really down to go watch Nightmare Alley. We should totally go see that when we get a chance. Right. I'm usually down for any Guillermo del Toro movie. He's I, I like his stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I'm very excited to see that. I mean, now we know pretty much it'll be one year till we know uh, what Kojima's game is going to be. Or or I think the only other place we're going to see it before the Game Awards would be at Sony's next showcase. Those are the two places we'll be seeing uh, Kojima's next game. So that's going to be cool. That'd be cool yeah okay next up and also did you notice Guillermo del Toro was like mentioning Silent Hills again no oh yeah he was mentioning it he was just like oh that could have been a good game or something or it's it was like he was almost hint it was like either kind of like a like a a remark or also just a hint hint it's hard to say like it could be like next year they show that Kojima is making like either a Death Stranding 2 or Silent Hill or a different IP. It's like those are the three options currently. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Honestly, uh, De- Silent Hills is probably one of my biggest disappointments in all of gaming history. Just because like like I just said, I really like the Silent Hill series. But it's it's generally hit or miss. And just the idea of a, a Silent Hill game. I mean, Norman Reedus being the main character, whatever. But like the, developed by Hideo Kojima... With Guillermo del Toro on yeah. storyboarding and like, oh god, I forget the manga artist that was on the art style. I was just like, this could be the greatest horror game in all of existence. And then Kojima, Konami was just like, never mind. Yep. Next up, Warhammer Vermintide Two Warrior Priest DLC. I played a bit of Vermintide Two. Uh, I still have to get back to it. It was one of those homie games. So I'm playing with some friends. They wanted me to play it, so I jumped on for it. Uh. You know, if I like the game enough and play it enough, maybe I'll be looking forward to this DLC. Otherwise, I got nothing else on it. Yeah, I heard good things about the first one, but I never got into it. Uh, the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. We got a trailer kind of focusing on the Flash. And it showed gameplay. A little bit. I'm actually surprised at how fun it looks. I mean, I'm still not 100% sold on it, but just like it, the idea that each character seems to have very different ways of like moving about like somehow deadshot 
looks the most fun to me just because he has like a jetpack and he i don't know if he could fly indefinitely but it looks pretty fun it's weird that harley quinn has a like bat grapple hook i Uh, think it'll be so i I think they're banking on replayability with each character is probably what they're aiming for that's what i think so Yeah. yeah otherwise the trailer itself didn't really do anything for me i'm just kind of at this point like it's been so much of just more cinematic focused stuff that I just am like either show us an actual full on gameplay trailer or just give us the game. Like I'm, I'm fine waiting for whatever release date it comes out, but it's just kind of feels very like, I don't know. It, it it's been the least interest. Like mm. Gotham Knights has been more interesting in its reveals than Suicide Squad has for sure. Even though it's Rocksteady doing it, which is hard to like yeah. come to terms that it's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, it's like, it'll be cool when it comes out. Otherwise it's not really, hyping me up it's not doing anything for me that's the thing like we we've seen what the story for uh suicide squad kills the justice league is going to be we've seen now a bit of the gameplay for each character but even still i'm not like 100 percent sold on it so it's i feel like it's gonna be one of those things where if the reviews say it's like actually worth it and fun i might pick it up but otherwise i'm i'm not like a hunt like i said not 100 percent sold yet yeah uh for spoken got a gameplay trailer uh, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, something I'm actually looking forward to, and that's going to come in May 24th of next year. So pretty yeah, soon. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. It looks like a fun open world game. Yeah. Uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. I never played those games. Uh, <laughs> I played maybe 10 minutes of the first one and was like, whoa, this is really cool. But like, didn't I, I guess I wasn't compelled to play the rest of it. So it's kind of cool that there's a sequel, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, Tiny Tina Wonderlands, uh, still nothing. Sorry, I'm yeah, good. still still not that interested. Among Us VR, uh, interesting, okay. but I never even played the base game. So I mean, I, I oh, I played it, but it's I'm not gonna. I don't have VR, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Metal Hell Singer, I honestly forgot what that was. Um, anything on that or nah? Uh, we've seen trailers for it before. Um, I don't know. It's a kind of cool concept. It's like Doom, but if it was a um rhythm game i don't know uh star trek resurgence uh, i was kind of like okay uh yeah. i'm kind of i don't know all the new star trek stuff hasn't really interested me like no versions of it besides maybe like the mainline movies but yeah it's really weird because like i i like the older star trek series none of none of the newer ones have really played well for me uh and i've never really been interested in playing a star trek game it's it's really weird that it's, it's that's what we have mass effect for honestly yeah well it's like it's the star trek has a really interesting world that they've set up and that you could do like basically limit limitless things in it because it's like the whole idea is you could find anything in space but for whatever reason that idea for a game world has never really worked for me at least not in any of the games that have actually come out yeah Crossfire X, uh, they showed a bit more of a trailer for it, and it's coming February 10th, 2022, adding to the clusterfuck yeah. that is February. And I honestly, because this was like in the initial like Xbox series showcase they had, uh, this game Crossfire X, it was like first person crazy shit that was going on. And you're like, oh, what is this? And then uh, they never showed right. it again, and I completely forgot it. And I wasn't, it looked interesting, but it didn't hype me to begin with. And then... Uh, we're just getting it now. Like, what is it? Like, oh, oh, quite some time later. And 
I haven't heard anything else from it. And I just looked at it and I'm like, this could be cool. It could be like a thing where people play it and they'll be, you know, it's supposed to be on Game Pass and they'll be like, yo, this is actually really good. You should play it. And I'll be like, okay. Otherwise, if people don't do that, it's not a game that's really on my radar at all. It doesn't, it hasn't really done anything for me, to mm. say the least. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt Battle Royale trailer. Not into yeah. that either. Yeah, no. Uh, we got a trailer for the Halo series uh, that was um, why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Ch- the costume for Chief looks cool, but I like. I think at some point they show who is supposed to be Halsey, and I was like, we she we see like Halsey it's supposed all. to be like Captain Keys and Miranda Keys, and I was like, oh right, I forgot they did that, and then yeah, I was like, okay, well where's I don't know. I it's it looks like it's supposed to basically either be Halo Combat Evolved as a series or something else if you have keys in it, but it's also mm. like I don't know. I feel like they're probably eliminating a bunch of characters or they might have new characters. You don't see Sergeant Johnson who's probably the more interesting character besides yeah. Chief in that era. Uh Otherwise, everything else just kind of looks whatever. It looked very whatever in general. Like, nothing Same. of design, of set, of anything looked interesting yeah, to me. Nothing really grabbed me except, like, oh, Chief looks good. Yeah. And um, even even then, it's like, that's not really anything. Like, you could do that yeah. in the fucking Halo 3 commercial, and that was already cool. So, it's like, True. like, it doesn't really matter. I think my biggest problem is that it's, like, exclusive to Paramount Plus, and... Uh, I already have it, so it makes no difference to me. And I'm like, I'll watch it, but I I've don't know if I'll watch the whole out. thing. Is the thing because it's like I've been holding out because I've been like, I don't want to add another subscription service on top of all the other ones I already have. But like, no, they're, for sure, they've been doing such a good job of like getting shit that's exclusive to them that I actually want to watch. Like Star Trek, I could watch, but the fact that they also have like half the Star- the South Park stuff, and now they're the only place to watch this Halo show if I want to see if it's good or not. Yeah, it is so... driving me nuts. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it, at least I'll give the first episode a try. I mean, we're looking at the the sense of like, you know, the Cowboy Bebop show came out and then I yeah. didn't even bother watching it at all because I had no, I found, I learned everything I needed to from everyone and I was like, I'm, I'm not, that's a pass, I'll pass. And then it I just canceled. hope it's, I just hope this Halo show is better than Nightfall because I watched all of Nightfall and by the time it was done, I was like, I feel like you missed a lot of story bits that were actually more interesting and didn't really answer anything. And I feel like this whole show was a waste of time. But hey, um, at least it introduced Spartan Locke. Elders, Elden Spartan. Ring, yeah. Elden Ring had a trailer and once that was again, pretty cool. didn't care. I don't know. It's again, like we've seen gameplay already. There was a whole beta and everything. So this was just like kind of a story trailer. Yeah. And the it it's as convoluted as any of the other souls games so the having a story trailer doesn't really help you much yeah uh arc raiders i got nothing on it and i don't yeah. even know if this is actually a reveal or a fucking commercial to be honest uh matrix awakens uh nothing to say here just because it's yeah. already out i've been hearing and... good things about it at least it apparently being really visually beautiful just because it's one of the first unreal five things out there yeah maybe we'll so... talk about it in two weeks yeah. uh, i might give it a shot it yeah, we can talk about it when we talk about the Matrix movie too, if anything. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that is all the reveal stuff. I was trying to because some of those kept yeah, trailing. We so long on some of those. Yep, we're already almost an hour in, Ooh. and uh, so I was trying to 
cut things yeah, off and keep going that. to the next thing. But uh, really fast, the Game Awards themselves, um, I felt it, it, it felt very imbalanced. Like, the most present thing there was the ads. The second most present thing there mm. was the reveals. The third most present thing there was the awards, which, you know, it's called the Game Awards, and the name of it isn't even the most shown thing. To the point where, like, he did, like, a very fast, like, the nominees are, and then the, the winner is, and it just show them on the screen for a lot of them. And I get, like, it, it's hard to balance everything because I'm sure the budget for the show each year is going up, which means he needs more ads to then pay for it. But at the same time, he made it three hours long. And that, you know, that's a lot of fucking time. I think two hours, two to two and a half hours is fine. It felt like, I think the two hour point where it was like, that's it, was more of like, I feel like we've barely gotten any awards uh, that were said. Weird. And that's why it felt like nothing had happened. But also, you know, all the big reveals happened in the very beginning. Like from Hellblade 2 to Alan Wake 2. And then from there, it kind of like, it felt like it died down, honestly. It got into more, I hate to say it, I don't want to put it in a bad tone, but like, you know, uh, indie movies and, I mean, indie games and AA games and stuff started entering in. And it was just kind of like, oh, okay. And it felt like, you know, you're putting all the big things in the beginning because you want more people to watch or you think if people drop off, at least they got the big stuff first that got them in in the first place. But uh, I, I just didn't really feel a lot there. Uh, once those first few things happened and I think they just have to figure out a balance of time representation of what the what they're showing whether it is ads reveals or awards and just know like you know you're, you're making this you want this to be as cool as the Oscars did the Oscars have this many fucking ads in it I don't know it's know. literally just like a two-hour award show from yeah. what I understand Maybe some trailers? And, they even? No, they don't have trailers in it yeah, at all. Like, it's dude, just fucking awards. It's <laughs> okay, this shows you like the last time I watched the... the uh... I mean, that's any award. The award shows... That this is the only award show where they, without the reveals, like, let's put it this way. The game community, without these reveals, would not give a shit about the game awards. They don't care about actual awards for the company, for the yeah, studios and stuff. I doubt they really do. I, I bet my bottom dollar on it. They do not care. It's not the same. Because the movie awards are all more general. It, people, More people watch movies than people actually play games. Like, you have your parents watch movies. Do your parents play games? Probably not. It, it's a whole thing there, and that's the balance that you're looking for. And it's hard to say, like, one for the other. So it's like, reveals were okay this year. Uh, it wasn't anything of note too much besides, like, like I said, like the first four or five. Otherwise so many ads and the awards themselves didn't feel that big but also at the same time it always feels out of place because movie awards you have people that are used to being on screen game awards are people that are never on screen That's so they're like true oh what the fuck's happening i don't know why i'm here how do huh. i gotta get up here i never so, thought about that yeah so everything it always feels awkward the game awards literally if i can put in one word always feel awkward every time it just feels awkward mm. and mm. It's hard to fix that because it's like, you know, it's the developers. They can't help it. It's they, they don't, they're they usually in a fucking studio yeah. away from everything. And maybe they'll do a dev diary. But yeah, it's it's not something big like that. But that's that's my that's my two cents on this for sure. 
I almost wanted to see what Colin said, and then I looked at his episode, and it was like four hours, and I'm like, I don't need to see what Colin said. I'm good. I, I, I'll, I'll think of this. I don't want to have any outside influence anyway, so that's, that's fine. Yeah. All right. You ready to finally get into the fucking Disney movies? Yep. All right. So, uh, of course, you know, spoilers uh, for everything if you haven't seen these yet, which, you know, they're on Disney+. Plus. You could have seen these by now, so that's yeah. on you. I mean, granted... Uh... Jungle Cruise was only put up like a month ago on Disney Day, Disney Plus Day, but eh. Yeah. All right. First off, Raya and the Last Dragon. I like this. I thought yeah, it was a good movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I liked the lore of the uh, the nation that they set up. I liked that they, like, the, the nation when it was whole was like built around this river that's like shaped like a dragon. And then when it got split up, it was... Each nation was named after the part of the dragon that they were at, like Fang or Spine. Like I thought that was super cool. Yeah. And I just I thought all the characters were really fun. Uh I thought like I'm I've said in the past that I'm not usually like a, a huge Aquafina fan, but like I think I'm kind of turning on her because like I thought she was good in uh um Shang-Chi Shang-Chi. I thought she was really good in this. Like, I don't know, her her like kind of smoky voice was perfect to use for a dragon. And yes. I just, I really liked, uh, Shisu. Was that the name of the dragon? Um, uh, be honest. I forgot the name of the dragon. I don't know. I just, I thought it was uh, a very fun character and I liked this movie. And she was My, very <laughs> wacky in her, uh, human form, which was honestly also yeah. worked. And I will say like, I would like to publicly apologize about Aquafina um i i gave her shit and i still you know i still you know i don't take back that i i gave her shit for like fucking neighbors too because that was where i couldn't stand her and her voice but also that's where she was really new and you know if i go back to that movie it's still gonna be the same and i'm like oh it's horrible i don't want to listen to this but i'd say over time like it's either i don't know if her voice has changed a bit or um i've gotten more used to it it could be one or the other but I have, like like I said, I enjoyed her in Shang-Chi. I enjoyed her here in Raya. I haven't really watched the other movies that she's in, to be honest. But at least, like, that means, like, yeah. two out of three. It went from one I didn't like to one I didn't like, one I liked, and now two I like and one I didn't like. So, so far, it's, it's growing. And I know there's, like, a really good movie that it's called, like, Departed or something where, I guess, like, a grandma died. And mm. she's in that, and it's a much more serious movie. I want to check that out. I want to check out. I, I still haven't watched that second Jumanji movie, which I know she's in. So, you know, I should oh, I didn't know she try was those out. Yeah. But over time, I'll, I'll see that. But uh, I'll say at least for the animation, the environments and the colors and detail from a distance are probably the best part about it. Just uh, that was the most striking. Yeah, it was a very beautiful uh, portion. Movie. Yeah. Like, the I especially liked the effect of like when um, the dragon character gained the ability to like not exactly fly but like run through the air like that effect of like stepping on air was super cool i thought yeah i think like for character designs they're okay like i ever since they switched animation style from traditional to more like 3d animation Mm. i haven't really enjoyed the character animations and i still don't it hasn't done anything for me yeah it's like Mm. i still feel like it's vastly inferior to traditional style um, okay i don't know i never really thought about it like that i i just didn't i thought it was well done i i thought the graphics were really uh, good the the lighting effects were amazing in this movie uh definitely like the only character that was 
visually distinct was like Raya herself and of course. maybe the uh the dude with the axes. Oh, the big guy, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh which wasn't that Wong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I I think it's like there's a lot more emotion you can put into traditional drawn. Like it's drawn there. Hmm. Uh, there's more you could do. Whereas like, you know, 3d, it's a different, it always feels like that in most things. Cause the only thing they can really rely on is the movement of their eyes to really put more emphasis on the emotion. And like I said, it's like, I want you to look back and like, just look at like, I don't know, Jane and Tarzan or, uh, no, even, like, I definitely see what you mean. Like, even, yeah. even in like, like one of the harder examples of trying to convey emotion is like Lady and the Tramp. Like, you're trying to put human emotions onto cats and dogs, and I forgot they, they made that a movie. Well. <laughs> I haven't watched that. Um, uh, no, I never watched the, the yeah, but yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, so there's there's so much you can do. It, it basically it makes it so you, there's a lot more freedom to roam yeah. in traditional, whereas in 3d you do not or at least it's either it doesn't or they haven't gotten to their level they haven't gotten to a level yet where they really can at least that's the way i feel about it i guess it depends on how cartoonish they're going with it because like luca luca that we'll get to in a bit like that definitely was much more on the cartoonish side of things whereas raya was animated but trying to go for a more dramatic serious tone and so luca some of the characters had a lot more freedom of like wacky expressions even then i like the animation in raya more than luca really? which usually i never say that like because pixar is usually like the peak of animation oh, but even All then right. like pixar is kind of good whatever recently for me personally but mm. yeah uh i would say okay so the concept of tr- the, the concept of trust in your fellow man is very interesting and could be put to the test now as it does pertain to like yeah. modern days we divide as we divide further and That's further the thing. <laughs> it's like it's it's a very poignant lesson of like Especially how her dad was like, if we don't band together, we'll tear ourselves apart. Like, it's very true. Like, even in, in real life, like, if we... Uh, very much so right now. Especially because yeah. it's like, they say a whole thing where it's like, but they did this to us. And it's like, I know, but you need to give them another chance. Because it's yeah. not going to be, like, immediate. Like, people are still going to try to be for themselves. Which is even more to now. Because it's like, even those that are patient, you yeah. know, some uh, of something else fucks up once. And it's like, see, I fucking knew it. And then yeah. it's like, that whole thing. But at the same time, for this particular movie, like, dude, the people from Fang were the worst. They like, literally they, were. They kept betraying people over and over. And like, even I and I don't remember the name of uh, the antagonist from Fang that was like kind of a good person, but not like still loyal to Fang. Like the one who is basically responsible for the dragon gem from uh, shattering the, the first time, like she when she was like. A child tried to steal the uh, the dragon gem. Namari was her name. Yeah, and like she's basically the reason why like the the drone are are like back because she caused the like a fight over the dragon gem and it broke. Anyway, and then like years later, she's like she still betrays Raya and is like, "Give me the dragon." Like she like brings a crossbow to the the peace summit or whatever, and I'm just like. Yeah, okay, I get it. Trust in and all that, but the Namari is really not making this easy. Nope. Not uh, also there was you know there's one actor that was white in this movie? 
Really? Who? Yeah, it was Alan Tudyk as Tuck Tuck, the, the, the fucking Oh bug. my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Which makes sense, you know, they recap. I forget who was supposed to play Raya originally. It was like um, Mandy Moore or Reese Witherspoon or something. I forget who it was. I think it was Mandy Moore or something. I, I honestly forgot who it was supposed to be, but they replaced her with Kelly Mary Tran because they were like, we shouldn't have a white actress portray it. And I, looking back at it now, it makes total sense why they did it. Am I change. crazy? Was Shang-Chi also originally going to be like... I don't think so. Because uh, what's this? Simu Liu, I believe, uh, was yeah. like the one that wanted this movie to happen. In the okay, first place. then weird. I, I vaguely remember there being another Marvel character that was like miscast or something. Uh, maybe I'm... I might be thinking of something else. Never yeah, mind. But it, I mean, it had a pretty big cast. Like Gemma Chan was Namari. She's, you know, Cersei and Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Day Kim, who is... Um, Shit, I forget his name in Lost, but, you know, the Korean guy in Lost with the wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's going to be playing Fire Lord Ozai in the live-action Netflix Avatar. That's going to be so cool. But he was the father in this and stuff, so oh, it was very yeah. interesting, like, the set of people That's why he's sounded familiar. Yeah, and then, uh, what's her name? Sandra Oh, I think she's from, like, Grey's Anatomy or some shit, was, uh, yeah. I believe, Namari's mother and everything, so mm. pretty big cast. Even um, even uh, Sung Kang Han from Fast and Furious, he was... Uh, dang high who i don't remember who the fuck that is but he was dang high uh, <laughs> um so all those people were in it uh the characters are like I-, I put this like characters are basic but well done it's a kid's movie after all yeah um, the, i could have done without the the baby thief with the monkeys i thought yeah they didn't really add much it was kind of the, i mean that's yeah they, that was like the more like okay disney kitty stuff it's like nothing is really overdone or too kitty as you could put it besides that really at that point yeah uh I, I really did think an awesome addition was bringing in like the southeast asian culture with nearly yeah. all like asian cast and whatnot so. i thought it was really cool that like whenever the drune like stole the life force out of someone and turned them to stone they kind of do like a bow they took that like hands out pose that you see in a lot of like uh asian um southeast asian uh like, like actual statues? statues yeah yeah like and i because it's like familiar but you're just like oh wow that's super cool that's where that comes from yeah yeah sure uh the costume design the weaponry and the architecture i thought were all superb honestly yeah that was really good dude like raya's uh telescoping sword whip thing was like so cool and maybe that's just because that is the same kind of sword that ivy uses in soul caliber but i just think that's a really cool type of weapon oh no yeah her sword was really awesome um besides that though honestly like I guess there's not much else to say, but it was it was like a fun, very kind of like instantaneous adventure because you get like the explanation of everything. Well, she's a child and then it just does the time jump and then you're just yeah. kind of going through into the quest immediately from there. Like, I, don't, I wasn't sure how soon we'd get the dragon and then we got the dragon very quickly and I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, but it's still like a two hour movie. It just didn't feel like it felt very it felt shorter than a two hour movie. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's super fun. So like it doesn't feel like it drags. No, not at all, for sure. All right, next up, Cruella, which I was shocked to thank this, guys, but this is probably, of the four movies, this is my favorite one. I was not expecting this to be that good, and it was actually pretty pretty good honestly same like i heard good things about it when it came out but at the time i was just like i i just don't see a point in having a cruella deville origin story movie like i would i thought that i would probably have the most fun with raya and i think i still overall might have but like cruella is just a very well done movie and like emma uh, emma stone acts the shit out of this movie like oh yeah she did such a good job phenomenal in this like 
that's one thing they did right but I, I i'll probably get into the live action stuff in a bit but um first off i just want to say dalmatians are fucking bastards like holy shit yeah, apparently they're terrible honestly like it's always a thing where actually people will show videos of like dalmatians being assholes and then they'll show people and be like how the fuck is this the dangerous yeah. one compared to that and it's like actually yeah all my pitbull interactions have been very nice and it's, then I, that's the thing Dalmatians about pitbulls it, it's like that. it's the owner like if the owner's a shithole yeah. like the dog is going to be a shithole but like I I have interacted with pit bulls before that are just like the sweetest dogs that you would ever meet, and I'm just yeah. like, how do they have a bad reputation? It, it doesn't make any sense. And Dalmatians, honestly, like I, they're always. I, I'm not gonna lie, like I've seen only a couple interactions with them, and the couple that were, yeah, they didn't seem like the nicest of dogs. So yeah, it's yeah, just the... a weird thing. I don't know why there's like 101 Dalmatians, and it's like, no, those fucking. I see why they wanted to take those dogs. <laughs> so yeah. like one of my problems with this movie <laughs> early on that they kind of solved later was like. I did not like that she blamed herself for her mom's death. Like, cause I was like, no, 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 no. Those dogs ran like way past her to talk, to tackle her mom off the, uh, the cliff. Like Dude, that, that was shit. You were like, whoa. Okay, yeah, I was Disney. like, I was like, whoa, her mom's <laughs> dead. Oh my God. How is she like, they do how does she I don't want to say comedic, but it was just kind of like, oh shit, you, yeah. were, you were just like kind of half laughing about it. But then the revelation later that like, no, the Baroness like was using her dog whistle to sick her dogs on this woman who was like blackmailing her sort yep. of. I was like, oh shit. So she's like actually a straight up villain. And then like the clever lengths that Cruella goes to get back at her, like specifically making that absolutely beautiful dress and spending like all night making it and it's like the masterpiece of the fall collection or whatever and it turns out all those like shiny gold like plates are actually just uh are like moth eggs and she put it in the vault with well no they're all uh they're all cocoons that's the thing yeah they were cocoons and like so they hatched in the vault and ate all the other costumes and like when they just swarmed out of the vault i was just like damn this movie actually has some clever moments this oh is yeah actually no. really yeah. good and then the other revelation of like no you are the baroness's daughter like you are the heir to her fortune and i was like whoa there's just like crazy shit on top of crazy shit for this movie that's why i like the the kept going up with the ante because first she's just surviving and then she finds out oh shit i remember you you're the one that yeah got me in trouble in the first place and then it's like oh you're the reason you were one of the reasons besides myself that my mom died oh you killed my mom oh you are my mom it's like all these the level of climbing that it goes through to somehow keep one-upping itself in this span of this own movie within like everything else happening was very well done not to mention the fact that emma stone is like playing dual characters so to to a certain extent yeah i I love that she starts as estella and like as a child she had that alter ego of cruella for when she like her mom would use it as like when she's being like mean or whatever and she's like don't don't rely on Cruella. You have to be Estella. And then like when she needs to later on, she brings back the persona of Cruella to be like, to keep her uh, Estella persona hidden. And just like throughout the movie, she becomes more and more Cruella till by the end, like she's like, like that when she has that moment when she finds out that the Baroness is her mother and she goes to that, that fountain where she always like talks to her like the memory of her mother at and she's like 
I've always been this. This is me. I am Cruella. And I was like, holy shit, Emma Stone is amazing. And then like, she's like, you know, but you're always going to be my mother and I always will love yeah. you and shit. And it's like, okay, so she's not going to be like full Cruella where it's like she still has the Estella kindness, or at least some of the Estella kindness. I just, I loved the links that she went throughout that like montage in the movie of her like one-upping the Baroness at every like red carpet. I thought it was so cool and like i'm not even generally into fashion stuff but like the stunts that she would pull like one of my favorites is probably like her being dumped out of a dump truck and it's just like a pile of garbage and then it turns out it's all part of like the robe like runner thing in the back of her her dress and it's just like it actually looks good and like the whole time she's just like showing off that like the baroness is old news i'm the i'm the future she locks her in her own car that was so good (laughs) so good um i do like going back to like the beginning when she's a kid i love that it's like the classic bullies don't get in trouble but when you stick up for yourself uh it all of a sudden like everyone's upset and it's like i put it like you upset the balance of the food chain and i'm thinking about it and i'm like and this is an actual question is this a real thing or a weird stereotype because it's like Mm. it, it feels like there is a balance honestly and so bullies get away with certain things because they're always like that, but they might have maybe some charisma or some shit where they're like, oh, you, uh, it's all, you know, you're just being yourself. And then the minute you stick up for yourself, it's like, I can't believe you've done this. Like, you yeah. really have to think about what you've done. And it's like, if this is actually fully true, why are schools so fucking, like, bad like this? Like, why are teachers, principals, the staff, why are they this bad? If this yeah. is an actual true thing. <laughs> it's crazy uh all right so about the story itself and its animation so like the it separates itself from the animation in a very good way uh and i I put this like the issue with animated to live action has been what is the reason to do it when you already have an animated version what does it bring to the table that we haven't seen and i i've said it before i haven't watched everything yet i still need to but from what I have seen, Jungle Book does a good job because it switches up, like, what if the wolves are in this movie more so? What if, like, there's other characters you haven't seen before? Mm. Uh, whereas also the animated version is very short, so it's very easy to change up a bit. And it did work in a good way. I thought Jungle Book was a success. Lion King and Aladdin pretty much did nothing different. Those movies were what I would easily call a failure. Uh, there was no point. They had no need to make a live action Aladdin yeah. or Lion King. Those were Especially com- Lion King. completely unnecessary. If you're just going to do an entirely animated movie again, like, why? Sleeping Beauty, or not Sleep, uh, Beauty, Beauty and, and Beast. the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, I'd say, is more in the middle, but that's also because I have a bias on Emma, Emma Watson, and mm-hmm. also there was some funny shit and a new song that Beast <laughs> sings that's actually pretty fucking great. Hmm, so it's more in the middle just because it does a little bit different but it's not enough that it changes the really like the journey itself of the story so that's why i'd say it's like more middle tier but i would say for sure cruella does so much because it's not even the animated movie at all it's just her origin yeah and from it like they already confirmed there's gonna be cruella too and i could see like there's so much you could potentially do with it in a good way and, you know, they changed her origin to the point where, you know, she's not the villain in the cartoon. She's yeah, not going to be not... skinning cart- Dalmatians. She actually befriends the three that killed her mom. Yeah, like, I, I love that moment where she, like, kind of tries to convince the Baroness that she did kidnap and, like, skin her dogs. 
And then they just like show show up again later, and it's like, oh, okay, she's not that crazy. Yeah, and she's like, yo, I'm not gonna do that. So it's like a very more tame, which is good yeah. in a sense. Like you I know, liked th- that they basically add depth to Cruella Deville, whereas like in the cartoon, she was like purely a villain. She's like, yeah. I will buy all of your dogs so I can make a coat, and that was the the extent of her character. But in this, it's like, oh, she had like a pretty shitty upbringing, and basically yeah. had to like fend for herself, and turns out like she maybe have some genetic predisposition for like man like being manic or just crazy but yes very much so and from there like i like i said i still have to watch a bunch i i or i will say also the ones that do a a good job would be like alice in wonderland those are so different that they're they're weird but they're good you can come off of it saying maybe you don't like it just because it's it's not for everybody just because of the style of it. It's fucking Tim Burton and Tim Burton's definitely not for everybody. <laughs> I don't know, man. They kind of got me with. Uh, uh, oh, God. Um, Johnny Depp, Mad Hatter. Yeah, Johnny Depp, Mad Hatter. Honestly, that was probably the weakest part of him always for me was it's the Johnny such... Depp, Mad Hatter. I was just like, oh, no, oh it's my not, God. It's not the best. I just think his costume is so wacky and interesting. Oh, of course. But like, I haven't watched the Maleficent movies yet or Big Friendly Giant or Pete the Dragon, so I can't Same. see on those. Um, once I do, I can kind of go and see, like, I guess what's I've, leaning more against I've what. I've heard Maleficent is better just because it does similar uh, things to Cruella where it's like, it, it doesn't just oh, yeah. rehash the From same From the movie. trailers itself, yeah. It's like a, more of a backstory of, like, who is Maleficent? Yeah. And then, like... Uh, I guess another one would be Lady and the Tramp, which seems unnecessary, but uh, yeah, that I do have to watch it. Yeah, the first one, yeah. from what I heard. Uh, and then, you know, there's a shit ton more coming, and it's all ones that I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Mulan was, you know, it was... I would say it's they, also they in the middle. They made some bad choices there. It, 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 it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it wasn't what it could have been either. So yeah. that's also, like, middle tier. I'd say it's right below Beauty and the Beast, probably. But above at least Aladdin and Lion King. All right. Uh, one thing I thought was great was the Cruella when it shows her driving. It had her old, like her animated style of driving to a T, where it's like I her arms are that. up and she's driving angrily. Oh. I was like, oh shit, they did it. Like you, I forgot you, about that. You won't notice unless you somehow have like a picture memory of how she is. Like, that's the only reason I thought about it. It Like, I flashed back, and that was, like, the most iconic part of her was, like, her pissed-off driving. Uh, that's clever. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's it. So, it's, like, well, the last thing I think I put was, like, because the other stuff we already covered was a great original spin makes the villain the hero, at least for now. Yeah. So, because I'm very curious what you can make a second movie on. And honestly, I guess I like those two so much I had a lot more notes compared to, like, the other two we're about to do, which, you know, I guess let's jump into Luca. Um, I guess uh, the whole... <laughs> The first thing I put was fish out of water was so stupid, but well done. Where I think one of them, he jumped out of the water the first time and he's literally flopping like a fish, which I thought was was fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, like, oh God, what was the name of his friend? Uh, Alberto? Yeah, Alberto. It was Luca and Alberto. Him teaching him how to walk was so funny because he's like having to try to explain it and it's just not working not working at all that shit was hilarious and it's it's weird because it's like you know it's italian and they would talk like between american and italian like yeah. it would have like certain words in italian but then like it would just switch back to american and you just be like 
Yeah, like okay. the whole Silencio Bruno thing. Yeah. And it's like they'd have the accents, and then they wouldn't have the accents. Yeah. Like, Bruno's parents were, like, just straight-up white people. <laughs> were just yeah. like, oh, hey, son, uh, what's going on there? Bruno, where have you been? And it's just like, oh, okay, so... There's that, but, like, his grandma sounds a little bit more Italian. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I put, it was more Dude, of a joke, I loved but I'm the like... Weird, I loved the weird angler uncle who's just like, down in the deep is a good life. You yeah. eat whale carcass. It kind of just flows into your mouth because you can't see it. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> so funny. I was like, so the movie's about land Italians and sea Italians. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Coming together that... and learning that they're all basically just Italians. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> thought it was so funny that the the people on land called the people in the ocean sea monsters and the people in the sea called the people on land land, land monsters. monsters. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, I will say, okay, the, like I said, the animation didn't really do anything for me, except I will say the details to so the hair movement and the scales yeah. flowing in the water are probably the biggest strengths in the animation. For like, sure. I can't remember her name, but the redheaded girl that was like one of the three main characters. Uh, Julie, Julia. Yeah, Julia. Like, I thought like her hair animation was so well done and like, I don't know. I liked that this movie had a much more cartoony look to it. It was like kind of closer to Big Hero Six than Raya, but uh, I don't know. I think my biggest problem with this movie is that like the stakes for it were really you know, low. <laughs> you know who the uncle was? The fucking angler. Who? That was Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I could hear it now. I was just looking through the IMDb. But yeah, like so. My my biggest problem with this movie is just like. Unlike Raya, where the stakes are like the end of all humanity and stuff like that, uh, for Luca, it's just like we want to win a Vespa so we can travel. And... <laughs> we want, we want the. Ve- I mean, I mean, Pixar movies don't usually have a big plot unless it's like Incredibles, really. Yeah, and then that's... Toy Story is like, oh god, but on a toy scale. Yeah, that's true. So, I just, I, I kind of thought that the race that they were training for was like entertaining. I, I thought that the main villain of, like, that guy who wins every year because he keeps entering when he's, like, definitely overage for this, like, kid's competition, but he just loves to win. Like, he's funny, but he, he didn't strike me as, like, that interesting of a villain. Like, the the concept of, have like, Alberto and Luca having to, like, hide that they are these, like, sea monsters and they're, like, every time they get even just, like, a little bit wet, their scales show up again. Like, I guess that was funny. But yeah, just overall, it, it, there was no major conflict in this movie to get me super invested. I was, it was just like fun to watch. It, yeah. it was a cute movie, but it wasn't really like didn't make me think or anything except for maybe the parts where like Alberto was getting really like not exactly jealous of uh, the relationship. Julia, yeah. But, like he's like, I'm losing my friend because he wants to like travel the world and, and learn more about what there is out there and i just and it's the first person live. he's had i guess around him since his father left him yeah and it's like it's very sad but it's also like this is an important part of life that kids have to learn it's like you know you have to learn to let people go if it's best for them and stuff like that so it there are a, a couple heavier uh tonal things but overall it was just like or like gotta the big win betrayal this of like when he gets revealed to be the sea monster and lucas like yeah, oh yeah dude, you're a sea monster that was shit like, was dude, that was fucked up that shit hit hard where it's just like yeah like he reveals he's a sea monster and lucas like oh no it's a sea monster he's just like wait what <laughs> you're 
you're still gonna like try to hide who you are oh my god like i don't know if that was like a gay allegory of like trying to like hide there who is, you are um there is like uh there it's like you can tell it's hard to say like you're looking at like luca and her and you're like are they fr- are they more than they they want to be more than friends or like a whole thing of like are these two characters supposed to be gay and it's yeah, like there was a bit of that especially with the uh and like maybe it's just because they're really good friends and like but back at the end of the movie when luca is like going off to school and he's like i, I can't do this without you alberto like i i need you to stay with you and he's just like no you you need to go off to this school because like i honestly think it's what's best for you i'll be i'll be fine you'll be fine yeah and so it's it's very sweet but like yeah i just couldn't tell if like that was the tone they were trying to go for was like having to keep your your true self hidden because that is literally a huge part of this movie yeah i mean like he does reveal himself later which you know it's funny because you think about it you're like oh he's going to a bigger city to go to the school and stuff but then at a certain point you know someone's gonna be like you know, this fucking sea monster yeah. make money off this i'm gonna go catch this sea monster <laughs> i did love that moment at the end of the movie when like the uh, uh julia's dad who's like literally hunts sea monsters supposedly uh he like when everyone's like but he's a sea monster he's like don't you know who he is? like what he is and like julia's dad walks up he's like i know who he is he's luca and he's just like it's like alberto and luca yeah yeah, it's just like I don't care what they are. I know who they are, and they're yeah. good people. And like, I I did love, I loved that moment. I do. I think there's supposed to be an Alberto and Massimo, which is the father's name. There's like a short with them, those two mm, and the cat. Okay, just because it's like you know, oh, Luca's at dude, school. I love that cat. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like staring at Luca and Alberto. It's like the like cat the... also is Italian. It's like I got a mustache and shit. Yeah, and it's like oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I'll, I have to watch that short. There's a lot of. I feel like there because. They put all these in. They put a fuck ton of Pixar shorts onto Disney Plus. So I'm not talking about the lot. ones that complement the uh, all the movies they came out with. Besides those, they made a bunch of original ones that I have not touched yet, and I'm just like, oh, there, there probably could be like a good, uh, honestly, like an hour and a half, like movie length session of just like going through them all. I feel like at this point, probably. yeah, possibly. See, each one is like at least five minutes long. I want to say, yeah. So there, there's a lot to do there. Uh, Otherwise, the movie was overall, like, it was fine. I don't think it was anything yeah. special. It wasn't anything... I don't even know if it... <sighs> Looking at the Pixar, like, catalog, it doesn't stand up to most of, like, the, the golden age of time at all. Yeah, I uh, agree. I don't know, like... Wh- I would say it's in the lower tier of Pixar movies, but it's not bad. Because the only Pixar movie I consider literally bad is this Cars 2 so uh, okay yeah that's like the only one even car i like cars three i didn't like cars two so that's okay. that, that's me all right uh jungle cruise so first thing i put was the classic puns of the jungle cruise is well done the rocks yeah. opening segment is pretty much just the jungle cruise ride yeah i thought that part. was hilarious that like they they have one scene that's like see it is the jungle cruise <laughs> yeah uh it it's a collection of stuff so like uh i describe this as pirates of the caribbean and the mummy brendan frazier's the mummy had a baby but the baby's not as good when it grows mm. up as the other two <laughs> and you're like yeah. oh okay yeah what it, part of it was like the mummy to you uh the whole like um relationship between emily blunt and the rock is akin to like evie and rick mcconnell uh, where it's like you know rick's like i'm the adventurer and stuff and 
but they do a spin where you know she's like indiana jones kind of but you know she's not indiana jones at all um, yeah that's the thing like i well, we were talking before we started recording and like i mentioned that i like probably the only character in this movie that i actually enjoyed like consistently jack whitehall's character was the rock oh I was, oh rare okay because like I was thinking I, the brother because like i thought fun. the brother was fun but he wasn't like i most of the movie i was literally just like why did she bring him he's like not helping i mean he's basically the fucking jonathan that's the thing he's like in the mummy that's true yeah, yeah. he's basically do not see, yeah do you see the dynamic here of these characters yeah it's like, like they put the mummy characters in pirates of the caribbean that's what this movie is to be fair i did laugh when like earlier on they set up the whole thing where it's like why did you bring your dinner jacket it's like well it's not really dinner if you don't have your dinner jacket right and then like later on they're eating the uh the cooked piranhas and he's literally wearing the dinner jacket and i'm just like oh he actually bothered with that uh, he was okay. able to get it like it was I, I thought it was tossed in the water but i guess it wasn't yeah, i don't know yeah so it, so like i thought the rock was funny i thought it was really weird that um paul giamatti was like the, the guy who the owns owner the of everything yeah he like owns all the other boats in in that area and uh, I just didn't really like Emily Blunt's character from the get-go because, I mean, I, they tried to go for a whole like, oh, she takes no shit from nobody uh, type of thing in the beginning where she has her brother do like a presentation for like why he needs this arrowhead that's like recently been acquired by this uh, science society or, or whatever. And they deny him because they're like, this sounds a lot like that paper that was submitted by your sister and she's a woman. So we can't give her this thing. And she like, I get that she was aware that that was a possibility that like, they just wouldn't give it to her because like they would figure it out and all that. And so she just goes off to steal it on her own. And I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. It's a little crazy that she goes off right now and doesn't come back later when it's like, less security and or and people around but okay. yeah she does it when the room is full of people yeah and she puts on like a safari outfit to like hide and i'm like you just kind of stick out more i don't get this and then they they do eventually like catch her as she's leaving they're like get her and uh the part that made me like just straight up not like this character was when she's like going along that uh bookshelf or whatever on the ladder and she knocks down a bunch of swords and they just like barely miss everyone chasing her and i was like there is absolutely no way that she could have planned for the swords to just barely miss everyone so either she didn't care if someone got killed or she just straight up was hoping people got killed either way i don't think she's a good person (laughs) uh i mean i guess it it, afterwards it didn't matter because they all died anyway that's the other thing and then like the the german guy who's just like you told everyone my name and not everyone must die (laughs) and it's funny because this dude is supposed to be the youngest son of kaiser wilhelm really (laughs) yeah he said he's the prince i did get that it just like i didn't realize he was supposed to be the youngest one like he's not that young i know i mean you know he's his kids are probably all older yeah that's, that's fair so like it's just interesting that they're like oh yo the, he's a villain and he just fucking gets crushed and you're like well there goes that, that was royalty. so weird like that's how he died i was like oh okay i literally i laughed out loud when that was how he died because it was all it was like the way the stone was animated and the way he just kind of disappears under it well, there's, no, like, there's no like blood splatter or anything it's so comical that i just like i couldn't help but laugh 
Yeah. And it's it's weird how Disney likes to make death funny. It's one of the weirdest shits. Well, I think where... it's just like they can't make it serious or yeah. else that'll get them an R rating. And so that it just ends up. I don't being think comical. that's going to get them an R rating. No, I don't but know. That's not. They could do it without. Be... I just I don't know. That's but that's like in Marvel, too, where it always feels like everything's funny when someone dies in one of their movies at this point now, practically. It's because they crack jokes all the time, which like it can be funny. But like now that you've pointed it out to me that they literally don't stop with cracking wise, it's. It does. I'm sorry like, to take you out of the matrix. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> like. Welcome to shit town. <laughs> you kind of broke the picture for me. But okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, otherwise, you know, the movie's fine. It, it doesn't do anything special. It's just kind of like, oh, here's summer blockbuster movie that you get and yeah. we'll forget probably in just like a couple weeks. <laughs> I kind of liked the creativity of the the Spanish conquistadors. I guess. Like, yeah. They like I liked the creativity of each one looking like they're made of some part of the jungle because like they've one just is been cr- bees man one is trees man one one's is mud man <laughs> one's mud man yeah yeah and one dude is just snake snakes. man they're yeah. led by snakes <laughs> dude it was so weird when the German guy was just like talking to a couple snakes and I was just like what is happening and like later on when he's talking to the bees <laughs> and like the other two guys in the room were like we are taking orders from bees. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, that, that was all right. Yeah, so it's funny because the most enjoyable people were literally the no-name German soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, also so I liked, the, yeah, I liked the creativity of the design of those characters. Yes. but it just the entire time I'm like, yo, did they just look at how much money Pirates of the Caribbean two made and they're like, make more um, Davy Joneses? Yes. That's literally yeah. probably it, honestly. And they like don't explain why the rock didn't become more jungle like over time. I guess because he's like the most human of them. I don't no, no, no. The whole thing was they were stuck, so they were still normal. It wasn't until they got trapped down there that oh. they turned like that. They weren't like that before he trapped them down there. You're right. So they were down there so long that it was transforming them with okay. whatever was touching them. I guess. Yeah. Whereas like the rock was still like up there doing his own shit. So if yeah. he was in stone like them for a certain amount of time, he would have. Dude, also he would have become the Rock Soldier. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> that so funny. It's like Will Turner or whatever. Like it's like the Davy Jones guys. You know, over time yeah. they weren't always like that, and then like I That's guess true. they yeah fucked up and uh-huh. then turned into sea monkeys and shit. But like, uh, I thought it was kind of weird the way they present the conquistadors because at first they're like you know they're going on a noble quest, which is the only noble quest i've ever seen yeah, with a conquistador like, considering usually conquistadors are greedy motherfuckers but yeah, they're literally like oh my god someone i love is dying i'm gonna go on a crusade around the world to find like something that can cure her and and that and that was like the one thing that emily blunt was trying to do was like there's this legend of this magic cure-all flower or plant uh flower tree flower i don't know why i said plant flower they're all plant flowers <laughs> uh and she's like i just want to revolutionize medical science and save people because if you haven't noticed there's this great war going on where thousands and thousands of people are dying of like not only just battle wounds but like infection yeah like so it makes sense and then yeah the spanish just at some point are like wait you won't just give me the cure i'm gonna kill you all now 
Yeah, it's like, oh, I forgot. It's like, basically, you remember, oh, right, they're Spanish conquistadors, and they start massacring everyone. Yeah. You're like, no, that seems pretty by the book, yeah. And, uh, you know, they get cursed, and you just think about it, and they never talk about it ever again, but you're just like, you know, so his sister died like that. She yeah. not only now died sick, but she also died alone, like, because the, they, they're all tied to the river from that fucking curse, but also uh, they become completely heartless immediately. Even yeah. to, like, his brother, like, The Rock's character, which... Then you look at The Rock, and you're like, you know... Dwayne, jo- the, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's, like, I believe... Uh, he's Pacific Islander that's also part black, but also, yeah. like, you're like, oh, okay, gotcha. Why is he playing a Spanish guy? Yeah, I was like, I guess that's why I didn't see that coming at all, because when they revealed that, I was like, wait, he's Spanish? Okay. He doesn't sound like it or look like it at all, but uh, I'll... Okay. Once they, it's like they had to give him all the long hair and the facial hair yeah, and make him look that's, remotely Spanish. That's Without fair. that, you wouldn't get it. You're like, yeah, uh, okay. When they put him in the Spanish soldier outfit in armor with the long hair and the and the facial hair, like it, you it could do, you can do that with fun. any like light skinned brown guy at the same that's time. True. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a whole thing there. Just like you know, when See, you double think about it, you look further and you're like, why is the Rock playing an Egyptian god man? Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> See, this is why hair and makeup people need to get paid better because they could do some actual magic. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a that's a whole other story though. But it's like a that, that was just funny. I thought about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not looking forward to Black Adam though because I still want that movie. But yeah, that was just funny. Otherwise, I don't know. There, there's nothing else to say. Like there, that that's the thing. It's just like one of those blockbusters. I don't have much else to like say on this. Um, yeah, out of I, all four of these movies, this one was the most just okay. Yeah, I, I guess I'll agree with you. Like, Luca was probably a little bit better uh, just because that had, had more, like, uh, I guess I it was more um, well-developed and kind of, it. you get everything in it. Whereas, like, Jungle Cruise, they don't even mention, like, oh, how did the Conquistadors feel? They couldn't save a sister and all this other shit and everything yeah, else. Like, there's no, matter. like, emphasis on it. They have, like, a conversation to themselves where they're, like, joking, like, oh, I guess, you know, bees and whatnot, whatever. Uh, but otherwise yeah. you don't get more with them and you're like, well, okay, I guess they're just pure evil. I don't know. Yeah. Just as soon as they were cursed to stay by the river forever, I guess they just like didn't like all they cared about was revenge against the rock for some reason. Yeah. Cause he Cause tried they to stop there them for so long. Murder. And then you think, oh, so will they all get the curse lifted so they can at least just be put to peace so that's it like wherever they go after that and it's like no you're just gonna get fucked again and just get stuck as stone again and he's like this is worth he literally goes this is worse than death and then yeah. just gets like turned to stone again you're like oh that's fucked up kind of <laughs> so yeah that was something for sure but all right i think that's all i got on jungle cruise i'd say for Same. sure Cruella number one uh raya number two luca number three and jungle cruise number four uh it's hard for me to like i kind of now that we've talked about it i kind of want to rank cruella higher than raya just because it's a better story structure i think yeah um but in terms of just how much i enjoyed them i probably enjoyed raya and uh cruella about equally and then, yeah, I definitely enjoyed uh, Luca a lot more than Jungle Cruise. I was actually surprised. Like, Jungle Cruise was probably the one I was most looking forward to because I was like, this is going to be a fun, interesting movie. And it was just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. It, people, some people said I'd, it was like, oh, this movie's right up your alley. You love The Mummy, right? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, 
Yeah, that's that's not the mummy, dude. That, that <laughs> I get what you're trying to tell me, but that's not that's not the mummy. Yeah, and like everyone describing it as like Pirates of the Caribbean in the jungle, I was like, that could be fun, and it's just like, again, yeah. just okay. Yep. Uh, with that said, though, that has been the show. Uh, if you guys would like to, if it help us out, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, and if it is Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review. That'd really help. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sutra Side Talk. Uh, I will be trying to actually, I like, I, I promise, uh, focusing more on some actual TikTok content. Uh, probably talking about like Star Wars Eclipse uh, and a couple other things. That's probably one of the first things I'll probably talk about. And uh, even like Wonder Woman, like just what the conversations here, I'll probably make more micro versions of it that I can talk about in like a minute or something or whatever length I got for it. But uh you could also follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You could follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And you can write in at SutureSideTalk at gmail.com if you want to give us any feedback, positive, negative, any comments. And if you have any questions you want us to read on the show and talk about, uh, you could send it there as well. Once again, that is SutureSideTalk at gmail.com. And uh, we got two more episodes for December. Uh, next week, we have Halo Infinite. And we will potentially have one to two guests. We'll see at least one. Um, that'll be cool. And that'll be full spoilers, of course. So campaign and then uh, how we feel about the multiplayer and gameplay, everything. Our final week will be probably a trilogy of films. Uh, at least it'll be uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider-Man No Way Home or yeah, No Way Home and the Matrix Resurrections. So we'll knock all that out for the end of the year. And then uh, January will come with something a little bit new. Uh, and that'll be more of like uh, our favorite things of the year and uh, what we're looking forward to for 2022. So we got all that coming. Until then, though, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Have a good time. See Thanks you. for listening.